You know, when I was a uh, bachelor, I remember uh, coming to a point where I just wanted to have a deeper experience with God. I really wanted to meet with God in a level that was deeper than what I could experience in my living room in my house in Connecticut. And so I bought one of these uh, go anywhere, anytime Greyhound bus passes. And I boarded a bus in Bridgeport and I told myself, I'm gonna stay on this bus until I get somewhere where I can really meet with God. So on a bus heading west, I met a 80-year-old guy named Earl. And I told Earl my story. And Earl said, oh, so you wanna meet with God? And he said, I'm from Cleveland. And I lived my whole life in Cleveland. Uh, this bus is heading to Cleveland. And he said, there's one thing I can tell you. You will not meet God in Cleveland. And uh, he said, uh, my advice is stay on this bus. And so I did. I took Earl's advice and I stayed on the bus town after town, state after state. Uh, until I got to this uh, tiny little town in Montana that was surrounded by mountains. Now, these were not like snow-capped, peaked mountains. These were like rolling hills that were easy to climb, sage-covered hills. And uh, uh, this tiny town was called Lima Bean, Lima Bean, Montana. And sure enough, when you got on one of those uh, hills uh, surrounding the town, you could look back, and uh, Lima Bean looked like a little seed nestled in, a, in the folds of a rumpled blanket of rolling hills. And uh, as soon as I got into Lima Bean, I, I went up one of these uh, hills, got to the top, and said, okay, God, let's meet. And we did. It was a beautiful day, fluffy clouds, majestic view, and it was so wonderful. And so I actually uh, spent some time in that town, rented a room, and uh, days after day, hour after hour, met with God. And it was a wonderful and disappointing experience. I was uh, disappointed because my meeting with God in Montana was no different than meeting with God in my living room in Connecticut. But you know how God can like turn your faulty thinking uh, in a split second? Well, in a split second, uh, God turned my disappointment thought into a joyful insight as God whispered to me, that's right, rejoice that I'm as close to you in your living room and your home as I am on any mountaintop anywhere in the world. And in fact, uh, as I study scripture, I see the Bible actually making a case for the idea that God is closer to me at home than he is on any mountaintop. I'd like to show you this uh, biblical idea as we begin a three-week series that we're calling God's House, where we're going to discover three places where God resides and three places God meets people he loves people like you. And the first place God loves meeting you is in your home, which is great news for those of us who can't leave our houses in lockdown. And uh, many of us are tempted to think that our quarantine is a waste. But today, we're going to hear God saying the exact opposite. God says, 
Don't waste your quarantine. Uh, this truth is so important that God wants to spell it out. God wants to spell out how much he wants to meet with you at home. So let's get started with the letter Q and scheduling quiet time with God at home. Uh, if you're new to church lingo, you may not know that uh, quiet time is a, sh a shorthand phrase that refers to uh, scheduling a regular, unhurried, one-on-one -on -one meetup with God. Uh, to speak to God and to listen to God. And you can have a quiet time anywhere, but. But Jesus said something that makes me think that the place that God most loves to meet with you and me is at home. Uh, Jesus was teaching to his followers about how they should never seek out public praise through praying in public. And Jesus said this in Matthew chapter six. When you pray, go into your closet, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Did you hear that? Uh, Jesus says God wants to meet with you in some quiet place in your home. In your home. God wants a big meeting with you in the tiniest room in your house. Now, does this mean that you have to pray in a closet? No, not at all. I pray at home, but I don't pray in my closet. I don't pray in my closet because of what my wife and I brought into our marriage. Uh, I brought into our marriage a lot of emotional baggage like uh, my claustrophobia, my fear of being in tight, cramped, cluttered spaces, and uh, that leads to what my wife brought into our marriage. She brought shoes, lots and lots of shoes. Uh, Jen has about 30 years worth of shoes collected in our closet. My wife has saved more souls than I ever will. It's too crowded for a claustrophobic kind of a guy to pray in our closet. But it doesn't matter because... Uh, the word for closet in this passage just means any private space in your home. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus gives us example after example how he just loves to meet people he loves in their home. Uh, in the midst of a teeming crowd, a man climbs a tree in order to get a better glimpse of the Savior. Jesus points to that man and says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house for dinner tonight. Uh, Jesus met with two sisters in their home. Uh, Jesus and Mary had a wonderful, joyful conversation while Martha was in the kitchen banging pots and pans and Jesus uh, knew that Martha was upset about preparing a meal uh, by herself and so Jesus uh, said to Martha, uh, Martha, you know, your food preparation is good but why not join Mary and I for what is best? What is best is that I've come into your home for the best thing, which is meeting with you. Uh, Jesus shows over and over again how he wants to just meet with you in your home. And so if you don't already have one, uh, then start a quiet time in your quarantine. 
Uh, God wants to spell this out for you, where the letter U stands for upgrade your quarantine expectations. Instead of just wasting this lockdown period, who knows how long it's going to be, upgrade your expectations because God proves in scripture that he uses quarantines to grow his people and prepare them for exciting things ahead. You see this over and over again in scripture. Uh, Noah and his family were quarantined in the ark uh, out of God's plan to use them to save uh, humanity. Moses and his family were quarantined in the wilderness as part of God's plan to prepare Moses to set people free. And Joseph uh, was quarantined in a pit and then in literal lockdown in prison, uh, all part of God's plan to use Joe to save people from starvation and bless the world. God is saying to you, with me in your life, Quarantine is never a waste of time. Uh, God says, just watch me. Use your lockdown time as train-up time for something really exciting ahead in your life. Now, having said that, uh, God also understands that this is a very hard time for many of us. Uh, maybe especially it's hard for those of us who can't be at home uh, because we're serving. Uh, we're serving in uh, businesses that provide uh, essential goods and services and health care. And let me just say thank you. Thank you to those of you who are serving on the front lines. You know, this is a hard time for all of us, so hard that we all need to ask for God's help at home. Uh, maybe you're working on the front line. And maybe you have major needs, support needs that uh, are with your loved ones back at home. Reach out to God for not only help for you on the job, but also reach out to God for help for your home. But also reach out to us, your church family. Uh, God wants to answer your prayer for your family's needs through your church family. We care for you. So email care at blackrock.org and let us help you. Uh, likewise, I know that some of us are in deep financial stress. Uh, bring your financial need for your home to God, but also bring it to us here at church. We don't want any BlackRock member falling through the cracks. We care for you. So email care at blackrock.org and let us help. My home becomes God's house as I'm humble enough to ask God's help in my home. And I'm humble enough to receive God's help through God's people, the church here at Black Rock. The next part in making my home God's house is uh, the letter R. Read the Bible and apply it. When you meet with God in a quiet time, you know, one of the things you should do is uh, listen to God. Listen to God by just being still, but also listen to God by reading his word. But don't just read God's word, apply it. Uh, let's just say you're uh, reading the Bible and you come to Paul's words uh, to the Philippian church in uh, Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, which says, do not be anxious about anything 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now these are inspiring words, but don't just read the Bible for inspiration. Read for application. God promises to give me peace as I stop doing something and as I start doing something. To experience God's peace, I must stop my worry habit and I must start a habit of praying and thanking. God wants to spell this out for you where the letter A stands for accelerate your prayer life and N stands for number your blessings. To have God's peace, I must stop worrying at home and I must start praying at home and thanking at home. Uh, in the Old Testament, God promised to inhabit the grateful praises of his people. And God hasn't changed. God still inhabits my home as I look for good things to appreciate, as I look for blessings to celebrate, as I look for positive qualities in my family members to affirm. And then as I go beyond just looking, as I go then to express gratitude to God, as I go to express gratitude to my family members around me, God inhabits my home and makes it his house. God inhabits the grateful praises of his people. Which brings us to the letter T, where God calls me to talk it out with my family. Uh, some of you are in loan lockdown, and that has its own big challenges. But so does being locked down with your loved ones. I've heard students say that being stuck for months with an annoying sibling or their nagging parents is driving them crazy. And I've heard recently parents say similar things about their kids. Making my home God's house uh, means relating to my family members according to God's command in Ephesians chapter four, verse 15, which says simply, speak the truth in love. Uh, making my home God's house uh, means talking it out with both truth and love. It is not just being honest in an in a unkind, unloving way, and it's not just talking kindly and then stuffing my hurt and frustration down in a dishonest way. Uh, it's both. It's speaking the truth in love. Students, parents, siblings, uh, if you say you love God and want to apply God's word, prove it by following God's command to talk it out with your family by speaking the truth in love. Uh, one more family topic, and it's the uh, letter I, which stands for invest in your marriage. Uh, what does it mean to invest in your marriage relationship? Well, get ready, because I'm about to give you another acronym, uh, which means that I'm giving you an acronym within an acronym. And this is advanced preaching, uh, and I'm doing it without a net. So here we go. 
investing in my marriage uh, means investing in my partner, where P stands for praying with my spouse. Jen and I pray every night, and we believe it's the best marriage investment we've ever made. A is for affirming my spouse. Uh, never try to change your spouse into someone else. Instead, always express appreciation for who your spouse is. R is for relate. Uh, it doesn't matter how good looking you think you are, your spouse doesn't just want your body. Uh, your spouse wants a relationship. Uh, it is possible to be physically home in quarantine, but be relationally missing in action. Invest in your marriage by being relationally engaged. T is for touch, because every marriage needs affection. N is for nurture, because no marriage can survive on autopilot. E is for encourage, because investing in your marriage means being your spouse's biggest cheerleader and not your, your spouse's biggest critic. R is for reconcile, because as Ruth, the wife of uh, Billy Graham said, a happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. All right, now we close that acronym. And uh, please take a deep breath to avoid any dizziness. Yes, we stick the landing and we return to the original quarantine acronym where the letter N stands for notice opportunities to show love. My home becomes God's house as I take opportunities to show the love of Jesus. Uh, it's not just talking about Jesus' love, it's showing Jesus' love to the people I live with and to the people who live around me. Uh, Jesus, before he went to the cross, um, contacted a friend, and uh, a friend who owned a home, and uh, this home had a large upper room, and we don't know exactly how the conversation went, but uh, Jesus said something like, uh, friend, I love meeting people at home. And I wondered if I could use your home and your upper room to show uh, my friends the full extent of my love. And apparently that friend said, Jesus, my home is your home. Because Jesus did meet with his people in that upper room and showed them the sacrificial love of his heart for them by taking the bread and the cup. And I don't know about you, but I want my home to be an upper room that is available to Jesus 24 seven for showing the full extent of his love. I say, Jesus, make my home your house as I spend time with you there. Jesus, make my home your house as you show the full extent of your love through me to those I live with and live by. And make my house, Jesus, your upper room. But it's not enough to just say these things, which is why we need the last letter in this acronym, E, where God calls me to engage, to not withdraw, but to engage and not give up. Engagement is the whole point today. All the concepts in this quarantine list are meaningless unless I act, unless I engage. And 
Now, I can't do everything on this list all at once, but I can do, with God's help, I can do one thing, and you can too. So through the lyrics of this closing song, just listen to God. Listen to God speaking to you about choosing one thing, one thing in this list where you can start to make your home God's house, where you can start to make your life Jesus' upper room. Make my 
Thanks for joining us in worship today. And I have one more opportunity for you. I invite you to discuss this quarantine list. Uh, in a moment, I'll put the full list on the screen along with a discussion question. And if you're listening with someone else, uh, take the opportunity to engage in a brief discussion. If you're listening alone, uh, take the opportunity to journal on this or just have a discussion with Jesus. He's with you now and he's eager to make your home his house. Have fun discussing. Uh, happy Mother's Day and see you next week.